Alright everyone, um, I have a, I gotta say this, I have a headache right now, so, um, I may be doing a lot more pausing and, um, but I'm, I'm gonna try to do my best, um, my head has been hurting probably like the past two days, um, but anyway, you know, I'll do my best and I'll try to, um, I'll try to just, you know, keep doing episodes, cause what happened is, what happened is, um, when I went, <laughs> my tra- my traveling experience was crazy. Uh, when I went to, when I flew down to, uh, when I flew down to LA to see my family, uh, they had, we had our flight delayed because of maintenance issues. And then we didn't leave until like 11. And, um, the girl, the girl who I was sitting next to, she was, she was uh pretty good looking but you know she was coughing and stuff like that um you know it's you know it was it was what it was so i think uh you know there were there were some people at the airport and on the plane you know sick and stuff like that so that's i think that's why i'm sick so you know hopefully um you know we'll just see what happens okay so you know people have been asking me about Colin Kaepernick, and what I think, and I just don't care, mostly because he still has this victim mentality, you know, people talk about how he could, you know, how it's like he's been blacklisted and stuff like that, how he's upset that he can't get a job, here's what people need to understand about Colin Kaepernick, and here's what Colin Kaepernick needs to understand about himself and his situation, he doesn't have to do anything. He can go somewhere. He can do another job. He can go. He can go to the CFL. He can go to. He can go to a different. He can go to the XFL. You know, but he wants to do what he wants to do, and he wants to be the victim. And you know, the whole the whole stunt that he had, the PR stunt. Um, you know, I mean, what a joke. I don't. I personally don't think. I personally don't think he wants to play football again. That's just me. Because I look at him and it's like, well, he's making a lot of money with Nike. Doing pretty much nothing. So he has this huge endorsement deal. And he has no risk of getting hurt. Or, you know, injured or anything like that. He's just... He's just, he's just, that's just him. And I, I just can't, I can't really deal with this guy. I mean, he just, this victim, this victimhood is sickening. He can do any other job. He wants to talk about how America is just horrible and, you know, and also, also what bothers me, what seriously bothers me is the idea of, uh, oh, what's, oh, what's it called? Oh, the idea of the NFL being like a plantation? I hate that comparison. It is so ignorant. And it just, it's just like, shut up on that. Because, let me, because here's the thing. If you want to compare the NFL, you, you cannot legitimately compare the NFL to a plantation. You can't. You can't, I mean, you just, you cannot do it. He's in a situation 
I mean, here's the thing about the NFL. You get paid millions of dollars to play a game for a living. Plantations, on plantations, slaves were beat, they were abused, they did things that they did not want to do, they were not paid. I mean, it's just, it's just stupid. And I, I just, I just hate that. I think it's disrespectful to the, to the NFL. And I look at this, you know, players that are in the NFL, I'm like, you guys are just, I think they've just taken one too many hits in the head to even seriously make that comparison. If you are a professional athlete, you are one of the most blessed individuals ever. You get, you get to, you get to play a game for a couple of hours a day. Make millions doing it. Um, and you know, that's, that's your life. Uh, it's just, it's just sickening to me. It's just sickening to me. And now Colin Kaepernick is talking about un-Thanksgiving where he criticized the United States. This is from Fox News. Oh man, th- this guy's just getting, he's horrible. Like he, like he's just so annoying. It's just like, Colin, go do, go do something. Like just go do something else. I just, to me, he, when he, you know, opted out of his contract, he had some horrible, horrible people. I don't, I shouldn't say horrible people, but he just had people who were giving him horrible advice and he was taking it and he thought it was a good idea. And now, you know, no one wants to sign him. And also what's sad is when he was doing his thing, when he was doing his, uh, Whatchamacallit, when he was doing his workout, you know, people were saying, oh, you know, he can be, he can be one, he can easily get a job. He can very easily get a job. The problem with Colin Kaepernick is that he, I mean, how stupid is this? You have, (laughs) you have, you want a job from someone. And, or I should, I should say this. There's a group. Of 32 people. And you want a job. From one of them. But. You criticize all of them. Call them you know. You know slave owners. And these derogatory things. And you're upset that you don't get a job. Who would do that? If I want a job from you. If I am going to criticize you. It's going to be. If anything behind your back and I'm going to keep it to myself or just talk or just talk about it to my cir- my inner circle so that way, you know, it can be um you know, it can just keep going. But it's ridiculous. Like it's it's absolutely ridiculous. He is no victim. Okay, here we go. This is from Fox News. Former NFL player Colin Kaepernick had an odd way of celebrating Thanksgiving, attending an event that appeared to serve as a rebuke to the holiday in the United States. On Thursday, Kaepernick spoke at the Indigenous People's Sunrise Ceremony, also known as on Thanksgiving, on Alcatraz Island in San Fran, California. Um, the event is intended to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Native American of Native Americans occupying the famous island, which previously served as the site of a federal prison. Wow, I didn't I didn't know that Alcatraz was being used like that now. Uh, 
this is uh this is his tweet spent the morning spent the morning at the indigenous people's sunrise ceremony on the 50 year anniversary of the occupation of alcatraz the u.s government has stolen over 1.5 billion acres on land from indigenous people thank you to my indigenous family i'm with you today and always well okay that's one way to look at it um Kaepernick, this is back, this is away from his tweet. Kaepernick is no stranger to controversy and has been out of the NFL since the 2016 season. He started a national firestorm when he decided to kneel during the national anthem before games to rise, to raise awareness about perceived social injustices across the U.S. He accused NFL owners in a grievance of blackballing him from the league because of the anthem protests. But the two sides settled earlier this year. You know, that's another problem I have with him. It's like, okay, it's like there's a lot of people who don't, who aren't in the NFL. Is the, is the NFL blackballing them? I mean, it's just, it's just absolutely ridiculous because if I'm, if I'm going to have this mindset where someone is going to, I'm trying to get a job and you know, it's, I mean, it's like this, I work at a certain place and I'm making great money. And then I have, you know, I have a certain contract, and then I opt out of the contract. I, I don't. People seem to forget that <clears throat> he wasn't, he wasn't let go. He he opted out of his contract, and that was it. He wasn't cut, and that's just what happened. Um, he tweeted, <clears throat> he tweeted a video of a man proclaiming that. Native Americans were taking the land by right of discovery. The video also appeared to show him speaking to uh, celebrants on the island. It's uh, that's part of that's part of the tweet. Um, he also Kaepernick also apparently uh, attended the event in 2017. Uh, this is another tweet that he had today. I was on Alcatraz Island at the Indigenous People's Sunrise Gathering. In solidarity with those celebrating their culture, paying respects to those that participated in the 19-month occupation of Alcatraz, in effort to force America to honor the Treaty of Fort Laramie. Um, Kaepernick also retweeted an article by Washington Post writer Christopher Petrella, who indicated Thanksgiving was racist. Annabellum campaigns to establish Thanksgiving as national holiday grew up alongside colonizationist efforts to remove free black people from the U.S. nationalization advocates mobilized white fears of black equality to build support for the holiday, he said in the post retweeted by Kaepernick. You know, when you have this idea that, you know, here's what people need to understand. If you, if you think, if you think everyone else is just bad and mean and just horrible people if you just think if you just think that about everyone or a vast majority of people um the problem is probably you if you just think everyone's just a horrible person and you you act like that the problem is you Kaepernick I just I've never seen anyone have this much victimhood
that's a professional athlete, I should say. It's so important to, you know, it's so important to have this idea and to, you know, fight for it and to do things like that. You know, there are certain, there are certain things that are true. There are certain things that aren't true. And you have to find out what is and what isn't. I just, he, he, when you, you have to want to succeed. And then if you want to succeed, the first step is taking responsibility for your actions. I was talking to my friend about this uh, last night where we were just talking about just how powerful it is to, um, to whatchamacallit, how powerful it is to take responsibility. And how when you just blame everything else and everyone else for your problems, you're not on the you're not on the path to success. There's always somebody else or something else that caused complications. You know, if you want it's like this, if you're blaming everyone else, there's seven billion people in the world. Seven billion. There is one of you. So, when you do that, you have to think, well, okay, if I, can I just wait for everyone, all these 7 billion people to get it together and start rotating around me, just have them do what I believe that they need to do? It's not going to happen. You have to start with yourself. You have, you have more power than you realize. You do. You have the ability to transform your life and you have the ability to change the trajectory of your life. But you have to take responsibility. That is, that is the first part. Colin Kaepernick, see, here's the thing. I don't respect him because he just won't take responsibility. It's like this. If he just took responsibility and still had these protests and stuff like that, I, I would respect him more. I would respect him more. But that's not the case. He is this guy who, you know, just wants to be, he just wants to be a martyr, I would say. That's what I think he wants to be. He just wants attention. That's all he cares about. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm just, I'm just so tired of him. Call, like Colin, just take some, just take some accountability. Just take some responsibility. The world is not going to change for you. You have to, you have to change. You have to get your life together. That's it for this article. I'm, I'm just, he's horrible. Like just, like just admit that you don't have a job because of you. People, and here's what people need to understand. People don't have to sign who, they don't have to sign anyone. You can sign whoever you want. You can. There are certain people where it's like, okay, wow, this is, you know, this is great. This is good. You know, this is, you know, this is going on. And, you know, things are just going really well for me. But you have to understand that. 
if you want to do better, if you want control of your life, you you have to take responsibility. Your life will improve so much. And sometimes and, and it is hard to take responsibility all the time. There are times where you're where I myself and I say this often that I'll fall into, you know, oh, it was this person's fault, this person's fault, and I have to stop myself, sit myself down and say no. This happened because of me. I got this grade because of this. I had I got this result because of this. But that's what we, that's what we have to stop doing. Just take just try it for 30 days. Today is that should be honestly that should be people's I don't I don't really do New Year's resolutions, but that should be people's New Year's resolution if they do have one. Cool with the whole losing weight thing cuz you're not going to do it. Um, cool with the whole going to the gym thing because you're not going to keep it up. Just take responsibility. Just try it. It'll be difficult, but it'll certainly be interesting. Okay, so uh, this is also this is another article from Fox News. Bride arrested after allegedly trying to force photographer to work her wedding, pay her for the privilege. Um, you know. I see I saw this I saw this headline and I thought I misread it. But I didn't because I read it again twice. Alright, let me let me get into this article. Typically photographers expect to receive payment for working a wedding, not to dole it out. Yet as one frustrated professional revealed, that's exactly what one bride tried to convince him to do. Pay her for the privilege of shooting her wedding. You know, sometimes people think that they're special. Here's what you got. Here's what you have to understand. You're not special. You're not. And this this lady thinks, oh my God, you know, things are going things are going. You know, this is my wedding. I'm super special. This is my day. You know, everything has to be right. And you know what? The fact she, in her mind, she told, you know, she's telling this photographer guy, of all the people I could have chosen, I chose you to work this wedding. You should be on your knees thanking me for the privilege to do this. Horrible. This uh, this is a quote. You pay us $50 and then start taking photos that you can sell at the wedding to people who want them. The bride allegedly told the photographer. That way we can use the money for the wedding and you might you still might get paid. You still, I mean, you still might get paid. I gotta be honest, man. I think I would leave. I think I would just leave the wedding. What are you talking about? I still might get paid. I I come to your wedding. I take pictures. I do all of that. You give me money. That's how this works. Reddit user Breath of the Mild 420 posted the bizarre story at, to the site's forum. Where the photographer explained the bride's proposition. Um, after explaining that the bride was a friend, the story continued. I said no, obviously, but nicely. The Reddit user claimed she was very upset with this and started to cry when I said I'd do the wedding for just fifty dollars, which is way below my rate. She started with the bridezilla, the bridezilla anger stuff, which I had to deflect for an hour until she called me a bad friend and she started to do the same for me. She said she'd do the same for me. You know, 
More victimhood right here. It's just it's just ridiculous. First of all, fifty bucks. I'm not a, I'm not a photographer, but I do know some photographers, and it's way more than that. So this lady is getting a great deal from a guy that she's familiar with, and overall, you say, you know what? Um, that this isn't good enough for me. And she called him a bad friend. It's just, it's just absolutely, it's just absolutely ridiculous. I would just, I, if if she were talking to me, and I and I was, I, if I was the photographer, and she's saying this to me, I would look at her, and I'd be like, hold on, I believe I misheard you. You want me to to shoot your wedding? You want me to take pictures? And I'm charging you only 50 bucks, which is way below what I what I charge other people. And you want me, you want me to pay you for doing the wedding. That's what, is that what you're saying? Is that what, is that what you're telling me? I mean, it's just, it's just pitiful. Uh, after this, this photographer... The photographer explained how the bride and her friends and family continued to leave angry, harassing messages. Even after the photographer offered to do the wedding for free, the bride refused and demanded to get paid. What? My question is, why did this guy give in? Do it for free. No, I, I'm doing it for 50 bucks. That is, that, like, that's huge. Like, that, that's, that's, that's an amazing deal. That's not, but that's not what you're doing. And then, you know, oh my god. This, this really isn't helping my headache right now at all. Phone calls and messages persisted getting all scorched earth. The post continued, several dozens, several dozen calls in the same day and several hundred texts. We would get a stop in at least once per day, which became increasingly threatening. It turned to, it turned into a, a blank show. SHIT show. Um, so I finally just told her I'd do it and pay her on the wedding day. I never had the intention of showing up at this point. The photographer claimed to not have heard anything else from the bride until the day of the wedding, when no one showed up to take pictures. Of course. I got literally a hundred or more texts in 30 minutes and half a dozen phone calls angry with voicemails, the redditor wrote. I didn't pick up. Around three, I see a car rolling up to my place. And it's her dad. He starts beating on my door and yelling after I won't answer. The post went on to describe how the phone calls continued until the next day. According to the photographer, there were no pictures other than the cell phone shots from guests. Apparently, I was called out in the best man's speech. After posting the story, the photographer alleged that the harassment continued and contacted the authorities, who arrested the bride and her dad. Got a call from an officer. My wife and I went down and did one more statement. The bride and her dad were both arrested last night after I called it in. They had all the evidence they needed from special from social media and the messages I submitted. I'm not sure what happens next, but I'm glad action is being taken and the state is taking the case. The phone calls have stopped and have muted and I'll likely be subpoenaed to testify, I think. Many Reddit users were completely baffled by the story with one comment saying, I had to read that three times just to make sure I was reading it correctly. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, I mean, this is this is a story where you would think that it's just not real. You would think that it's fake news, that it didn't really happen. The most alarming part of this entire this entire thing to me is not the bride. Uh, I have read thousands of stories of crazy brides, but what gets me the most is that so so many people back up the bride in her insanity. That's tr- that's what I'm trying to figure out. I would just hear the situation. I'd be like, and I'd be like, wait a minute. So so like, what did the photographer do wrong? And you know, if I'm at the wedding, I would just be like, wait. I was like, he, I was like, he's not. I was like, he's not doing anything. Like, why do you want me to be upset at him? He's just sitting there doing his thing. He's just he's giving you a discount. He's he's working, he's working, he's trying to work the wedding, but then you get upset because you don't get your way. You want you want him to pay you for doing your wedding because you're just such a special person. The dad, you know, I I just look at him and I'm like, you know what? Probably what happened is that she is just, she was just so upset. And the dad saw this and he was like, no one's going to ruin my baby girl's, my baby girl's wedding. If I'm, if I'm the dad, I, I think what happened here is the dad was just so emotional that her, that, you know, no one was there to take pictures of her bride, of her of his daughter's wedding. And I think that made him emotional. Extremely emotional. And. You know that's. You know that's the thing about parents. You know they think that. You know their kid is right. Um, they love him. They don't think that they would ever do anything horrible. Or do anything wrong like that. And that, that's just what happened here. That's just what happened. And. You know. I mean, way to start your marriage. You end up getting arrested. For, I mean, just for stupid reasons, too. I mean, just just absolutely stupid. It makes absolutely no sense. Yes, that's good water. But, it's just just pitiful. Um, Another user added... I have never in my life heard of a photographer paying a bride for the pleasure of taking her wedding day photos. I hope to God this is not a new trend amongst the professional moochers and influencers. The bride and her loser family should be ashamed of themselves, but it seems to be a concept they don't grasp. I just, I don't get it. I really, I really just don't get it. All the confusion and, you know, the hatred and the anger. I just... Of course, not everyone was on the photographer's side. What they didn't agree with the bride's behavior. While they didn't agree with the bride's behavior, they didn't think it was right to agree to work the wedding when there were no intentions of showing up. He should have. He should never have said yes. Now, I will agree with that. Because, because he said, okay, I'm going to be there. And he didn't show up. This, I think this, this Reddit user was spot on. It's just like, it's just like, you know, just don't, just don't say yes. Just you could just say, you know what, I'm not going. Because you know you're dealing with these crazy people, and so what you just have to do, you just got to be like, look, I'm not going. Or just don't say anything. But to say that yes, I'll be there. Day comes and you you aren't there. That's just that's just not really good. 
Um, that's what the main issue is in my mind. Professional photography is very, is a very generous gift, but a gift must be offered. It was beyond ridiculous that he was verbally assaulted, but agreeing to the deal and then not showing up was a jerk move. I agree with that. So that's all the article has. Man, if, I mean, that's just, you have some weird people out there, man. Like this, this story is just, it's just crazy, man. It's just absolutely crazy. Like I can't even imagine this whole sequence of events. Like it's just, like it's just absolutely crazy. Like if, if, if the bride were my friend and she invited me to the wedding, I would just, I would just tell her, I'd be like, I'd be like, look, you're wrong. I was like, I was like, he shouldn't pay you for, to do your wedding. That's not, that's not how this works. It's not. But, I don't know, man. Okay, so, this is from KTLA. Um, Ilhan Omar, you know, she might lose her seat um, in the House of Reps. I don't know if she will. It's possible. It's possible she might. Um, but I really don't know. I personally, I think it's a coin toss. I don't think it would be a surprise to anyone whether she lost her seat or kept her seat. So this is from KTLA.com. Twitter permanently suspends account of Republican running to challenge uh, Representative Ilhan Omar. Uh, a Republican candidate running to challenge Democratic Repub- uh, Democratic Representative Ilhan Omar of Minnesota had her Twitter account permanently suspended for repeated violations of Twitter rules, according to a Twitter spokesperson. Danielle Stella says she was banned for a tweet in which she spread a baseless claim about Omar and said if the claim is true, Omar should be, tr- should be tried for treason and hanged, according to a post to her Facebook account. Two uh, Twitter accounts of Stella's have been suspended. Her campaign confirmed to CNN. Now, let me just say this about, you know, being hung. Well, let me ask you guys this. How do you guys feel about the death penalty? Like, do you guys support it? Do you think it should? we should use a different method? Should we go back to certain methods? Which, I mean, what should we do? It's just, you know, it's it's rough. Personally, personally, I believe, I mean, I look at the situation. It's like, okay, well, you have, you want to do this thing and you get, you get, um, you get sentenced to death. And we decide to do lethal injection. Personally, I'm not a fan of it because a lot can go wrong with lethal injection. When you have, when you do lethal injection, your body is fighting it. Like people, people think it's just a slow, peaceful death. No, it isn't. You are suffocating. And why we still use it? I don't know. To me, you know, I'm I'm pretty old fashioned, and I believe. Here's the thing: I don't support the death penalty. I I'm I'm not I'm not for the death penalty because I don't believe you have the right to kill. Yet I don't believe you have the right to kill 
someone else when, you know, they're, they're just doing their own thing. Like you have, you have people who they do a certain thing and they're like, oh, okay, this is, you know, this is nice. This is good. And they say, well, um, should, you know, you know, what, what should happen? Because I believe this, God is the giver of life. And I think, I think to end something that God started, I think it's, I think is wrong. I th- I just believe you have to be con- I have to be consistent when it comes to this whole abortion and death penalty thing. I think abortion is wrong, and so um, I believe that the death penalty sh- is wrong. If the death penalty were to be used, if it were to be used, I believe it should be used on people who who have taken who have taken life. That's the only time I think it should. I think. It should be used. But that's, you know, that's just, that's just my opinion. But, you know, you know, I just, you got to be consistent. Omar has been a frequent uh, target of smears and attacks by President Donald Trump and his supporters. In April, Omar said she experienced an increase in death threats after Trump supported, Trump tweeted about a speech she gave, she had given the month before. This just shows how far the Republican Party has fallen under Trump. Their campaign strategy is just threats, disinformation, and smears against the, their opponents, and the people will continue to reject it, Omar said in a statement. Um, on Friday, Omar reacted to the suspension in a post on Twitter saying, violent rhetoric leads to violent threats. Uh, this, is the, this is the natural result of a political environment where anti-Muslim dog whistles and dehumanization are normalized by an entire political party and its media outlets. Omar said, Violent rhetoric inevitably leads to violent threats and ultimately violent acts. The Minnesota freshman was elected last year and is the first Somali-American member of Congress and she and she and Democratic Representative Rashida Tlaib of Michigan are the first two Muslim women ever elected to Congress. Omar has been at the center of numerous controversies since being sworn into Congress, including making comments criticizing U.S. support for Israel, that were seen as invoking anti-Semitic tropes and stereotypes. Um, I, I gotta say this, man. You know, when it comes to when it comes to Islam, and you have these you have these Muslim countries. Um, you know, anti anti-Semitism is kind of it's weaved deep into the fabric of that society. So. There are so there are some Muslims who they just they're anti-Semitic and they don't even mean they don't even mean to be. And they just have this they just have this idea and it's like, oh, you know, they make these comments and it's like, well, well, dang, that was like they just think it's the most casual thing to say. After, you know, when they leave when they leave these countries. And that that's you know, that's a huge thing because it's like, well, that's not i mean they they just think it's the most natural thing because that's just how they were raised and how they were brought up and that was in the culture that they that they know um so that's you know that's the, that's one of the dangers of these islamic countries um in a statement to cnn stella strongly criticized twitter for the suspension and its policies 
Twitter has come under fire from critics who say tweets from politicians, including Trump, often violate its rules against bullying, dehumanization, and threatening harm, but are not taken down. Twitter announced in June that they would not always remove tweets from world leaders, which break its rules when Twitter decides that they are in the public interest. The company said then that they plan to place disclaimers on tweets that they decide to leave up. You know, again, as you guys know, I am against censorship. I believe nothing should be taken down. Um, I believe... um, I believe anything that's posted should be allowed to be up, even if it's seen as mean, rude, um, threatening, and stuff like that. Censorship is... It's a hard line to walk. Because there's some things where you think it's a good idea to censor, but... Then, you know, you censor a little bit more, you censor another area, censor something else, censor something else. I think, I don't like dealing in absolutes, but I do believe that censorship is one of those things where you have to deal in absolutes and not censor anything. Well, I mean, we'll see if she keeps her seat. I personally don't, right now, I don't think she will. I think, I think she's out. But, um... Uh, well, I'll say this. In terms of the squad, so you have Rashida Tlaib, uh, AOC, um, Ayanna Presley, and Ilhan Omar. I think two of them will, will lose their seat. And I think the squad will be broken up. Now, which two, I don't know. It could be uh, AOC. That's what I think. And maybe Ilhan Omar. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, just, that's just my opinion and belief right now. So anyway, thank you guys for bearing with me. Um, I know this wasn't my best episode, but uh, I thank you guys for bearing with me, and I'll try to keep doing this, uh, doing this, and power through um, my sickness right now.